0: as we are waiting on you for the word. Amen. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. I hope everybody's well. And I hope you can all hear me. I just want to um, second uh, the greeting that uh, Jean-Marc gave at the beginning. So welcome to all of you online. Um, I'm just looking at the list of those who are online. Elaine, welcome to you. It's great that you're joining us this morning. It's so wonderful that you're with us. Thank you so much. Isha uh, um welcome to you. Peter Jojao Sam, good to see you online. Um, my sisters, Shirley and Sandy. Bless you guys. I hope the children are with you as well. Terrell, and, uh, Karish, JJ, um, Kushan, Kamaria. If not, it's all good. My mom's normally here, I don't know where she is, but anyway. Welcome all. It's great to have you all joining us this morning. I want to begin by opening up in prayer as usual. Let's ask the Lord to help us to be with us in our respective homes. So let's just pray and invite the Holy Spirit to help us. Father, we thank you for this morning. It really is a privilege to be able to come into your presence and to spend time with you. I pray that, Lord, in our respective homes that you will meet with us, that you will draw us closer to you, that you will speak to us this morning, oh God, and help us, oh God, to know more about you and about ourselves in you. So we thank you, Lord. Use me, oh God, as I share to speak into the hearts of your people. You will lead and direct me all that I speak this morning. So we thank you and we bless your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Okay, well, this morning I want to share a word that I've entitled The Secret Place. Now, The concept of a secret place or a safe place is something that the world acknowledges and relates to. And hopefully um, you are familiar with it as as well. If not, don't worry, I'll explain exactly what it is. But let me give you an example of of, of a secret place. There's an initiative that I discovered um, that takes place in the UK, which is actually known as um, a safe place, safe place, secret place. both terms are intertwined, but um, part of this initiative is to provide a safe place for young people, um, for teens and for children, and it gives them help in order to understand and know who they are. Okay, And it sends a powerful message to young people that they're valued. Now, this is just one example, but there are many examples around the world of what a safe place or secret place is. Um, and they operate from examples such as orphanages um, or a refuge uh, for war torn countries. Now, the important thing to note about a secret place or a safe place is that it is a place where people are protected, it's a place where people are liberated, and it's also a place where people can find themselves. And I'm going to go into more detail about this uh, and I share this morning however i want you to know this morning that there is a secret place or a safe place that god has ready made for you and he will give you all of the above things that i've mentioned and so much more but the secret place is the place for you to take yourself away to and allow the lord to speak to you about you and your life and the bible is is filled of a number of examples of people in the bible who made their secret place, part of their lifestyle and i'll just quickly mention some of them abraham in the bible you know famously known for attempting to sacrifice his son isaac most of us should know who who abraham in the bible is abraham had a special place where he met with god genesis chapter 19 verse 27 says very briefly it says abraham went early in the morning to take the place where he had stood before the lord This is Abraham, taking time in the morning and spending time with the Lord. Then we have Daniel in the Bible. Daniel famously known for being protected by God in the lion's den. When Daniel's life was threatened in the Bible, he said this in Daniel 6 verse 10, it says, In his upper room he prayed and gave thanks before God as was his custom. This was Daniel. The expression I used there, that he went to the upper room. The upper room again is signifying a safe place or a secret place, a place where it was just him and God. The final example and probably the most significant one is our Lord Jesus. Jesus too had a safe place, he had a secret place. And his place was actually referred to in the Bible as a solitary place. Mark chapter 1 verse 35 says, before daylight, Jesus departed to a solitary place, and there he prayed. See, the Word of God tells us that Jesus made regular regular daily practice of withdrawing from the crowd in order to pray, in order to consider his plans and priorities, and to recharge his batteries. And I think it's worth saying that again, Jesus himself, the one that we serve, he made a regular practice of withdrawing from the crowd as we know jesus was always around people for his disciples as people that knew that he had the power of god to heal to deliver etc so people were always around jesus but he had a regular daily practice of withdrawing taking going away from people from his disciples in order to pray in order to consider his plans and his priorities and also to recharge his batteries And this is something that is a key part of of being in a secret place that i will share a bit more uh, as i go into this word Now, see an essential part of the secret place as well or or the solitary place as i just mentioned as jesus referred to it is that you need to be comfortable being alone because sometimes in life being alone for whatever reason can be uncomfortable sometimes it's not a nice experience being by yourself but the secret place is you and God. So even though that it may seem like it's just yourself, God is there. So I want to have that in mind so that we don't kind of have a, 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 a complex of that when you're in a secret place, that it's just yourself. Obviously God is with you. And the whole point of the secret place is what I mentioned before that like Jesus did. It's a place for you to pray, to consider to your plans, your priorities, and also to recharge your batteries, but there's so much more to it as well. Look what it says in Psalms chapter 26. I'm reading from verse eight, it says, when the psalmist says this, I love your sanctuary, Lord, the place where your glorious presence dwells. Sanctuary again is another example of a secret place. Also Psalm 27 verse, I read from verse five to eight. It says, for he will conceal me There, when troubles come, he will hide me in his sanctuary. He will place me out of reach on a high rock. Then I will hold my head high above my enemies who surround me. At his sanctuary, I will offer sacrifices with shouts of joy, singing and praising the Lord of Music. Hear me as I pray, O Lord. Be merciful and answer me. My heart has heard you say, Come and talk with me. And my heart responds lord i am coming again this is the psalmist speaking about the secret place i'm very confident when i say this that the answers to your situation are waiting for you in the secret place now the secret place are so many different terms that i mentioned it could be the god place the solitary place that i said that jesus referred to it could be your sanctuary, it could be your refuge, it could be your hiding place, it could be your shelter, it could be your fortress, it could be your safe place. But for the purposes of this teacher, I'm going to refer to it as a secret place. So what is the secret place? I've gone so, so often about the name as such but let me just give you a very simple definition of what a secret place is. The secret place is simply you deliberately taking yourself away from people and having consistent regular one-to-ones with god that is it it's not complex not scientific but it is completely intentional and deliberate and it comes from you having a desire within you to want to spend time with your father so when problems When pressures threaten to overwhelm you, you need to go to the secret place. When you need guidance, or when things change in your personal life or life around you, you need to go to the secret place. See, the secret place can be anywhere. It just needs to be somewhere. You know, for me personally, on many occasions, the secret place has been the toilet. At times when I go to work, if something has come up that I just need to spend, take time out and spend time with the Lord. I'll go to the toilet and I'll spend my time there speaking to him, finding out what his heart is, finding out what I need to do, what my next move may, may be. A word of warning though, if you use a public toilet at your secret place, and other people are using it, you just pray for concentration because sometimes people will be eating curry the night before, and the toilet will be a place where you'll be struggling because of the smell afterwards. But see, after you've been in a secret place for a while, this is what happens. It becomes a lifestyle. To such an extent that you'll be thinking, why I can't think of how life would be without it. Because the presence of God comes upon you. God's guidance comes upon you. His direction comes upon you. Famous scripture in Psalm 91 says that he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High, shall abide under the shadow of the almighty that word shadow refers to his protection his covering and his presence so when you dwell in a secret place you abide under his shadow you abide under his protection his presence is with you and keeps you you know sometimes you could be in a situation where you you just don't know what to do you feel overwhelmed but when you take yourself into the secret place and you allow his shadow to to cover you his presence will lead you and guide you in whatever situation that you face There's a scripture famous scripture in Joshua chapter 1 verse 8 that says this it says keep this book of the law always on your lips this is the NIV version so it's a bit different keep this book of the law always on your lips meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do whatever is written in it, then you will be prosperous and successful. Or word you just said, then you will be prosperous and have good success. I see so you may have your own definition of what success is, but the secret to success in God's eyes lies in this scripture, meditating on the word, and through that knowing what your God-given assignment is. And what gifts God has given to you to use in this world. And let me say to you, once you discover those things, you need to prioritise them. If God has given you an assignment that you discover in a secret place, you need to prioritise what that assignment is and make sure that your life is centred around that thing. Now, I know this isn't easy because many of us are so busy doing so many different things in our lives. At times, others may place demands on you. But you need to work out in your life what things are priority, what things energize you, what things give you a passion, etc, that are linked to your your uh, purpose and your gift that God has given to you. Identify those things. In the same way, you need to work out the things that maybe drain you, things that are, are not necessarily essential. You need to avoid those things. Now, I'm saying these things that you may think to yourself, but you know I don't really know those things that energize me and i don't, not too sure about the things that drain me. Again, go to the secret place if you're not sure and God will reveal these things to you. Okay, what I want to do right now is I want to describe eight blessings that flow from the secret place. The first one, the first blessing that flows from the secret place is that you will have access to information that will change your life. I'll say that again. You will have access to information that will change your life. Jeremiah chapter 33 verse 3 says this, Call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. Revelation changes lives. In this scripture, God is saying to Jeremiah, call unto me. In other words, come to me, speak to me, and I will answer you, and I will show you great and mighty things that you do not know. See, God can tell you just one thing, In a secret place, just one thing that will change your life. And that one thing will have more of an impact in your life than years of studying, years of reading, years of research, etc. can ever achieve. Because you're talking to the creator of the heaven and earth. However, it starts with asking the Lord. So it's so important in a secret place. That we ask him. The scripture says, Call unto me. In other words, ask me. Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11, it says this For the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there without watering the earth and making it bare and sprout and furnishing seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be which goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty. Without accomplishing what I desire, and without succeeding in the matter for which I have sent him. In other words, when God gives you a word, as long as you believe that word, that word shall come to pass. And there are words, there are there are forms of revelation that God is waiting to give to you in the secret place. But you have to take yourself to that place and allow God to speak to you in there. You know, I mentioned uh, Abraham earlier on. Abraham was believing God for a child for years. You know, many of you may know this story. Some of you may not know this story, but you know, I'll, I'll explain. For years he was believing to have a child, Abraham, and nothing happened. However, Abraham went to the secret place. Spent time with the Lord, spoke to the Lord about this issue, about not having a child. People around him were having children, but he couldn't have children. His wife was not able to to, to bear a child, but he went to the secret place. And in the secret place, God gave him a word. And God told him that you are going to be a father. He said, don't worry, you're going to be a father. But still, Abraham doubted and wasn't really too sure that it would happen. But he he accepted the word, and he took it from there. And we know the story, Abraham held on to that word. And as we know, eventually, by the grace of God, he had a child. And see, what makes this story so unique is that Abraham was the young age of 100 when he gave birth to his first child, Isaac. And his wife was 90 when she gave birth. Now, we're not naturally speaking that that is impossible. But at the same time, we know the Bible says that with God, all things are possible. Now, you may be in a situation where there may be an impossible situation taking place. And I want to remind you that just as Abraham received a miracle, just as he spent time in a secret place and listened to a promise that God has given to him and a miracle took place in the same way in your situation that as you spend time in a secret place as you call unto him and as you allow the Lord to speak to you about things that you do not know because sometimes you know how it can be sometimes because of the information that we have gathered because we've done all these searches on google we've spoken to this person and that person We think we've got all the information, and with that information, we've already made up our mind that this is the end result. But God is saying, call unto me, and I will show you great and mighty things that you do not know. Because you don't know everything. You may think you know everything. I, at times, may think I know everything, but I don't. But God is the one that knows everything, and he will show you in a secret place great and mighty things that you do not know, the same way he showed Abraham. And told him, you are going to be a father. Don't worry about what's happening around you. All your friends and family members have children. You yourself are going to have a child. And that's exactly what happened. A miracle took place. And the same way with you, in your situation, a miracle would take place. But you have to take the time to take yourself to the secret place. And to hear the great and mighty things that you do not know. So the blessing number two, the second blessing that I want to mention that stems from the secret place is that you will receive unparalleled encouragement from the Lord. Now, Jean-Marc touched on the situation that we're in, I think. Was it Jean-Marc or the ontology of prayer? I think it was. But Jean-Marc touched on it as well at the beginning of service. The pandemic that we're in, the lockdown, the as a result of it, as we know, um, jobs have been lost, lives have been lost, ultimately, from the, from the pandemic. Now, I don't even know whether any of you know of anybody who's lost lives. I know um, Nicholas mentioned um, his work colleagues, um, husband, passed away. You know, it's, it's a real personal situation because many people that we know, our loved ones, uh, our friends, have actually died as a, as a result of this pandemic jobs have been affected businesses that people have um, started from scratch all the years and the money that they've invested into it has been lost and now we're in a situation where riots are taking place in america in in london in different parts of the uk and, and overseas fueled by the the death of george floyd so right now there are plenty of reasons and opportunities to be discouraged because when you turn the news on, it's not encouraging news that we're seeing. However, the secret place will give you the exact encouragement that you need. Proverbs twenty four sixteen says, For a righteous man may fall seven times. Seven times he will rise up again. So this scripture is talking about when you fall doing the right thing. God will give you the grace to get up again and keep going and keep going. So you fall, you dot yourself off, you get up again and you keep going. See, so on paper that seems, you know, um, acceptable. But in reality, getting up again after you've fallen down is hard, let's just be honest. Especially if people are trying to keep you down. You've fallen down and people are looking at you saying, well, you know what, you should stay down." They may not use those words, but how they are towards you will suggest that they're not even encouraging you to come up again. So personal discouragement really is more, um, is more common than people think. Because a lot of the time we like to show to each other that, um, that we're okay. When in reality, we're not because we're really discouraged by our own situation. And as we all go through this, the the different seasons that life throws to us, we all need encouragement from time to time, all of us do. And I'm sure some of you online right now, you need encouragement right now. You know, and if that's you, I want to encourage you and say that God is waiting for you right now in your secret place to shower you with all the encouragement that you need. And amongst other things, when God encourages you, he wants to remind you of your value, your uniqueness and how much you are adored by him. And the Bible says that, you know, each and every one of us are fearfully and wonderfully made. When God made you, God took his time to make you into the unique person that you are. see, so You may look at yourselves and see all these issues, all these flaws. All these challenges but you have to remember when God made you, he made you in, in in his image so all the glory and the beautifulness of God was installed in you when God made you so your encouragement is waiting for you in a secret place and I want to encourage you to take time out you know we know that lockdown is now almost being phased out and we're coming into another uh kind of season in terms of things kind of going back to a, a, a different type of normal also and the time that we've you know for many of us that we've had at home being able to you know depending on what you're doing at home because i know that you know some people at home it's been even busier you know for me personally for work work wise it's been even more busy because of the type of work that I, I do but for others maybe have a bit more time But whatever the situation is, you are encouraged to really prioritize the secret place. Make sure that you're using your time to involve the Lord in your life. It's so key because the Lord is waiting to share things with you that you don't know. He's waiting to encourage you. He's waiting to reveal things to you that will help you to develop in your life. But if you don't take yourself there, You'll be the one to miss out. So I want to encourage you this morning, especially for those who, who, are, uh, who need encouragement from the Lord in whatever way, shape or form. Take yourself to the secret place and allow the Lord to give you that encouragement that you need. Amen. The third blessing that stands from the secret place is that you will receive vision and foresight you receive vision and foresight in the secret place. You know, of of late, at home speaking with uh, the children, we've been speaking to them quite a lot about decisions and about how decisions determine, to an extent, your life and where you go to. Because generally speaking, all of us really are a product of our decisions. What I mean by this is that your decisions during your life have brought you, more or less, to where you are now because of your decisions. Now, if you were given information about your life, about your future, do you not think that that information would impact the decision that you make concerning your life? Of course it would. I'll give you an example. Jesus, obviously, before he came on the earth he was informed by his heavenly father by god the father that his assignment was to die on the cross from the very beginning so from day one jesus knew when he came that his assignment was to die on the cross that was the end goal so prior to him dying on the cross obviously he 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 made sure to be a leader to his disciples to share the gospel to do all the things that we know in the scriptures but he knew that the end goal was that he would die on the cross so as he lived his life Jesus he lived it equipped with this information and all his decisions all the things that he did were influenced by this assignment that he was given you know, this is why if you um, studied in the Gospels um, in his early years, I think when he was twelve, Jesus was so focused on the word, focused on on understanding what the word means, etc. The Bible, there's a story in the Bible that um, for three days um, Mary and Joseph went somewhere. Jesus was so focused on um, you know going to to hear the word from people teaching that they lost him one way or another, they lost him for three days. And when they found him, they found him um, in, the, in the temple, listening to teachers teaching, um, and he was there asking questions. And when they questioned him to say, Jesus, what happened to you? You, know, you couldn't come to try and find us. His response to them was, well, do you not know that I'm going about my father's business? So his focus was on the assignment. And that's because his mission was to die on the cross. Now for us, as I say, there's an assignment that God has given to every single one of us. There's a vision he's given to us. There's a mission that he's given to us. Now you may not know what that mission is. You may not know what that assignment is. But once again, as you go into the secret place, and you ask him, Lord, what is my assignment? Doesn't matter what age you are. You could be a teenager, you could be younger, you could be 50 plus. It doesn't matter what your age is. Every one of us has an assignment that God has given to us. But the danger is that you're in a position where you don't even know what it is, what assignment God has given to you. Go to the secret place and allow the Lord to reveal the God, his God-given assignment to you, so that it will influence everything that you do in your life. It's interesting because if if Jesus didn't know his assignment was to die on the cross, the scripture that we're reading now would be very different. Why? Because without that knowledge he would be living his life a different way because he wouldn't have known the end goal. And it's the same with us when you wake up in the morning and you know that you have a plan for the day that you want to let's just say get your hair cut or go to the hairdressers whatever you're doing during that time you will make sure that you've done certain things to prepare you to ensure that by a certain time you're going to go to the hairdressers if you don't prepare and do things in, in time Eventually, you won't get the time or you won't even go to the hairdressers because you're just doing anything. That's not the best example, but it's an example of focus because you've been given a clear assignment. You've made a clear plan. This is what I'm going to do. And you make sure that everything that you do, all the decisions that you make, everything around you is in place in order to achieve that thing. God will give you that information as to what it is what your assignment is, what your mission is, but you have to spend time in a secret place to ask him to find out what it is. And Right now he's waiting for you. He's waiting for you to show you and to reveal to you what it is with regards to your assignment that he wants you to know or what he wants you to do. So I want to encourage you, be willing to take the time in a secret place to receive the vision and direction that God wants to give to you, because right now he's waiting, he's waiting in secret place to give you that vision and to give you that direction. Blessing number four that comes from a secret place is that you receive supernatural faith for your situation. God is waiting to give you supernatural faith for the situation that you're in or for situations that may come in future in your life You know, Olu spoke about faith a couple of weeks ago and he reminded us that in whatever situation that you're in you either have faith in something or you don't It's one or the other and at times Circumstances in life may come up that can lead you to lose your faith altogether. You know, I mentioned it before, right now, people are demonstrating, people are rioting, because of an innocent life being lost. There's a lot of anger, with a lot of frustration, with a lot of bitterness that's arising up in people because of what took place, because of the injustice that took place. Now, sometimes losing a loved one prematurely, especially in the way in which George Floyd lost his life, it can cause people to lose their faith. Faith in humanity and even faith in God themselves, because they're thinking, well, what, what hope is there? Even being a victim to racism or any form of prejudice can cause people to lose faith in themselves. You know, both examples that I gave can lead people to feelings of anger, of frustration, etc. And that's really why people are, are, are writing. But at the same time, if we're honest with ourselves, we know that anger being used in such a way will eventually lead to bloodshed, which is taking place, and even death. You know, I think I heard on, on, uh, um, on one of one, on the news, it wasn't the mainstream news, it was, I can't remember even what news it was, but people have been dying in, in, in these riots. You know, When you go on BBC, CNN and all these mainstream news, they don't tell you uh, the details or, or the truth of these things. You know, But people have been dying. People have been dying as a result of these riots. Was that the intention of the rights? for people to die. Was that the intention? Of course it wasn't. It was to make a stand, it was to to, to protest because of injustice. But people shouldn't be dying in addition to George Floyd as a result of uh, fighting or trying to make a point that justice needs to be demonstrated. So I'm saying that to say this, that at times when it comes to this whole issue of losing your faith in yourself or even at losing your faith in God. Getting angry, and I'm linking it back to the, to the whole rights, it's, it's not wrong. Anger is the emotion that God has given to us. But I've said this before, the Bible says that we should be angry and sin not. So in other words, God has given us the emotion of anger, but to use it in a a positive way. But let me go back to faith, Mark 6, so Mark chapter 9, I'm going to read from verse 17 to 27. This is an example of how God uses our faith. So this, the one of the crowd answered and said, teacher, I brought you my son. Who has a mute spirit? And wherever it seizes him, it throws him down, he foams at the mouth, he gnashes his teeth and becomes rigid. So I spoke to your disciples, but they could not cast them out, cast out the spirit. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear you up? Bring him to me, and the Bible said they brought him to Jesus. And when he saw him, immediately the spirit convulsed, and the boy fell on the ground, wallowed firmly at the mouth. So then Jesus turned to the boy's father and said, How long has this been happening to him? Father said from his childhood, and often he will be thrown into fire and into the water and the Spirit tried to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. This is the Father saying to Jesus, have compassion on us and help us. Now Jesus said to him, if you can believe all things are possible to him who believes verse 24 immediately the father of the child cried cried out and said with tears in his eyes lord i believe help my unbelief then when jesus saw that the people came running together he turned to the child and rebuked the the unclean spirit saying to it deaf and dumb spirit i command you to come out of him and to enter him no more scripture said then the spirit cried out cried out and convulsed him greatly and came out of him and he became as one dead it seemed so they said is he dead but then jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up and the boy arose amen now it's unclear why the disciples were, were unable to cast out the spirit but it's, it's interesting or what i find interesting about the scripture it's how the father of the boy admits his unbelief but yet wants to believe I so say I don't know whether you've been in a situation where you want to believe but there's unbelief and this is exactly what the father of this son this boy was saying you may be in a situation in your life where you you, you want to believe God for something, something that has never happened, something that you've been believing to happen in your life, but yet there's unbelief for some reason. But see, I believe that for this scripture it's an example of being open and honest before God, and you can be open and honest in a secret place. Allow the Lord to speak to you about areas in your life where there is unbelief. Things that you know that you're, you're, it's almost like you're, you're, you're wishing that God would do it, but you don't really have faith for it. God wants to bring you forth from a place of unbelief to total belief, total trust, total confidence in what the Lord can do in your life. And for this man the son of of this this, um, child. The Bible doesn't speak about his background, but maybe at some point he was a believer. And along the way, he lost his way. But as he encountered Jesus and his son's life being saved, his faith was, was restored. And in the same way, God wants to restore your faith. You want to restore my faith in things that I'm doubting. You want to restore your faith in things that you're doubting. But you have to come to a place where you are putting yourself in the secret place. You're being open and honest before God and saying, Lord, these are the areas that, to be honest with you, my faith is not really where it should be. I don't really have faith for these areas. But help my unbelief. Time is gone. But I want to pray into this area. Because I really feel that there are some of us, because of what's happening around us. Areas of your life exist where you lack faith for certain things. You may have faith for some things, but I feel that there's some real essential important things in some of your lives that you lack faith for, for whatever reason. If that's the case, right now I want you to pray, or, or, or rather I want to pray with you, that you will come to a position of faith in areas of your life where you have lacked faith. So, right when just close your eyes and bring areas of of your life where you are lacking faith before 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 the Lord, things that you've been wanting to do. Things that you thought that is beyond you, for whatever reason. Just bring it to him right now. God wants to increase and to restore your faith in that area. Thank you, Lord. Disagree as I pray. Father, we just bring the people before you this morning. Father, we thank you. That he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of you, the Almighty. Father, we bring our life before you this morning. Thank you, O God, for the privilege of being able to come boldly before your throne. And I pray for your people, O God, who have areas of struggle in terms of faith, believing you for things in their lives. Where the enemy has brought doubts, where the enemy has tried to take away faith. Where there's been seas or whispers of, of from the enemy saying that you cannot do it. You're not able to do it. You're not good enough to do it. You're not intelligent enough to do it. Whatever the lies the enemy has been breaking right now we silence them in the name of Jesus. And I pray that you will install faith in every one of your children. I pray especially, oh God, that you will help every one of us to take ourselves to the secret place, to receive that faith, to restore our faith, and to revive that faith that you want to give to us, Lord God. So Lord, touch your people right now and help us, oh God, to restore our faith, our confidence, and our boldness in you. So Lord, we thank you and we bless you. Help us, we pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you all for your time. Um, sure, over to you. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Maker, um, for this word. Such a timely word in terms of being a secret place and abiding under the shadow of the Almighty. Thank you so much. Um, just to let you know, those who would like to listen again to this message, it will be available uh, on the podcast shortly, so we'll let you know um, when it's available. At this time, we are going um, to take the offering